So, you know, I want to be able to talk about everything. Because I'm a, I'm a deep ass person, so I like some deep ass conversations. You know, the ladies can tune in to, or, or gentlemen, you know. We need black banks. We need black grocery stores, black hospitals, the whole nine. Soft life, soft life. That's what I manifest. Because great things are going to happen. Amazing things are going to happen. Somebody that is slow to anger, you know, very patient. I just want to look at him and be inspired. Be honest, baby, be unfiltered. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Unfiltered Sisters. We're your hosts. I'm Polka Lene. And I'm Raya B. This is our podcast about health, love, spirituality, and a little bit of everything else in between. And today we have a very wonderful guest. He's a father and a retired Army veteran. He enjoys traveling in and out of the country, hanging with his family, boxing, and going to the gun range. Uh, he's from Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, shout out. Currently <laughs> in Crowley, Texas, with his long-term girlfriend and their four children. Please welcome none other, Sean Cartier. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? How's, how's <laughs> ladies, what's up? Hey. Y'all for having me. What's going no on? Problem. No problem. <laughs> All right, so. We the first part of our show, we like to kick it off with a quiz, uh, our unfiltered quiz, which is the easiest test you'll ever take. All we ask is that you be honest, be real, and be unfiltered. And then we'll wrap it up with our last segment called Deeper Talk. And that's a game that we like to play to invite thoughtful conversations. So you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) I don't know if I'm I'm, I'm as unfiltered as y'all, but you know, I'm a long time listener since the first one. So I gotta step my unfilteredness up. Yes, yes. Y'all don't we, cut we no slack. <laughs> yes, we coming for everything. <laughs> All right, well, go ahead and lay it on me then. All right, so we're gonna start off. Um, first segment is health. Um, so first question I have is: Do you feel that being in the army helped with your discipline, and do you regret going? Um, yeah, yeah, I would definitely say help with your discipline. Um, depending on who you are, like if you are just a rebellious person, it's not going to be for you because you're going to end up just getting yourself in more trouble. Like when I first started, like I almost got kicked out. I did get kicked out. Like my mother had to come down there. We crying in front of like, no, he needs his life. And you know, you know, mom dukes to save a brother's life. So, um, it will help with the discipline, but at some point it's gonna be on you to um just mm-hmm. accept. Okay, like the help is always there. It's just like, are you willing to accept it? So it is a good system though for them people who are not collegiate, but know they want to do something, be something, gives you a trade. It, it gives you so much. Like I can talk about army forever, but um, so that would be the second question. I don't regret it at all because it definitely um open doors and, and and more importantly it allows you the space to mess up like you need that space you know 2021 the job i'm working now i see these kids and it's like y'all are getting yourselves fired for dumb stuff whereas in the military is like they're gonna take your money and your time but you ain't gonna lose your job and you get the chance to mess up and learn and then in time it's like you know what it's easier to do the right thing you know what i hate when the stuff your mother says start making sense later and you start repeating it 
Exactly. <laughs> it's easier to do the right thing the first way instead of trying to do it. Like, yeah, you spend it's... more energy trying to do wrong than right. And eventually you accept it. You start getting promoted. You start getting more money, responsibilities. You meet somebody now, a baby's involved. So now it ain't even just you and the homies. It's you and a woman who is expecting you to be responsible for them. And it, so now it's like, oh, I got to stop fucking around. And before you know it, you look back and was like, dang, I was a child, but now I am a man and I have to conduct myself as such. And it allotted me that time versus somebody who might have went to school and dropped out and sitting on a couch and they partying the whole time and there's no real responsibility. So now they done slipped into 28, 29, 30, and they don't know what, they just now like, oh, waking up. Whereas it forced you to wake up much early in the culture. You see so much and meet so many people. So definitely no regrets. And, um, I definitely did. I allowed it, I will say, to help with my discipline. Um, and there are people who, who don't. And, you know, they got different mm -hmm. stories. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So, hoorah to all the homies and all, you know what I'm saying, all the boys across the water. You dig? We were over there listening, listening to the to the pod. Make sure you tap in and, you know, get you something. So when you come home, you your lady be like, dang, you, you're very awoke. Yeah, yeah, I've been listening to this podcast. You should check it out. Make sure y'all tap in. Um, and I love how you said that you allowed it to help you with your discipline because um, like you said, like people can find it within other things. If it's not, you know, the army, it could be school or something else that that does provide those values and morals to them. Um, if if you allow it, because you do have to to put in that work like mama can lead you to the to the water but she can't make you drink. not make you drink you definitely mm -hmm. gotta put in effort and energy towards what you want so it, it requires like you said a discipline so that is extremely hard to achieve so kudos to you for sure appreciate it appreciate it of course of course and I know, it's like very hard to get kicked out of the army, right? Like, what the hell? What was you? What was you doing? It ain't, it ain't as hard as you think. Um, to be honest, you, you I mean, it, it is, it is. But on the same hand, um, they got a good vetting system, so it's like when they was. It, so it depends on when you came in. So when I came in, it was kind of like, all right, we need people. Like we almost about to hit a draft. So. They let they expunging people's records, all type of stuff. But my problem was, in all honesty, was uh, I was just a wankster, you know, saying being a knucklehead. Like, you know, guys, we have this image of we have a hard time deciphering being real niggas and being real men. And we feel like being a stand up, 10 toes down man is the same as being gangster. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. it's, it's kind of like like women are doing it now. Like they want to be strong, but they are confusing strong with me. And it's like, it's it's a difference. So I was trying to emulate what I came from, which was against everything I was raised to be in. But the respect that came with that just poured on me like a, and, and, and that's something that I feel like we as a culture don't never really get into. Like we, we, like we look at a John Moran or something and we say, man, why is he making a dumb decision? And it's like, no, you, you really got to understand, like, once you get attracted, like they say, when a good girl's gone bad, she's gone. It's the same mindset. Like, when you get into that, I want to be a street nigga mindset, that shit is, like, impossible. Not impossible, but you have to be very, very, very strong to turn from that. 
and it was just in me like yo wherever i go i'm gonna get a ham i'm gonna get some work i'm in the military i don't care we jumping niggas we like we was literally a gang they was tell like if y'all had joined and came to our school they'd have been like yo do not go to charlie 369 because they want like we couldn't have pizza deliveries we just doing bringing the neighborhood and not wanting to like my mother always say again there she go you got to cross over mm. And at some point, you just have to cross over and you got to let it go. Like, if I ever had the chance to talk, I would say, bro, I understand you with it, but you got to let it go. And that's hard for us to let go because you got to think, you got 13 to 16 to, if you're talking military, 19 years of this is what makes me who I am. This is what defines me. This is where my bravado comes from. You don't have a family to stand for yet. All you got is what you know and what you've learned. And now you're around a bunch of new people so you're going to be like, I wish one of y'all would. And so now you're doing all that. And then the like-minded people get together. And before you know it, you're fighting. I'm not even going to class. I, like, I went to AIT, in, which is, is the uh, training, in November. I didn't go to PT, the workout part, till April. Oh, wow. I wasn't even going to school. My mother called me one in the afternoon. What you doing? You at the chow hall? I'm like, I'm just getting up. She's like, what? I'm like... We was wild and just doing the most. So just like I always say, being a white wankster and wasting that potential because you want to be gangster. Whether you're good at it or not, it's it's it's, it's a wankster. You want to be gangster. And it's like, why would you promote a thousand dollar frown and mean mug when you can promote a million dollar smile and so many more doors are open for you? But until you accept that for yourself, you'll be wasting your talents forever. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely uh doing the most but thank god that i've been around and so along along with the army i know you like to frequent the the gym as well gym rat you Um, notice did you do you see (laughs) (laughs) i I put on the tank top for you (laughs) i wanted you to see (laughs) so do you um attribute um the like the gym to like help keep you grounded as well or Nah, that's a vanity. You just want to look good. All right, got you. Instagram. You see these niggas these on Instagram? Bro, I'm like, hold on now. Wait a minute. Like, wait a minute, bro. He don't look like that all day. Like, let me, I can do like 10 push-ups. And I just want to stay active. And more important, I attribute to my kids. Like, my son is 13 now. So, um, and my other son is 13. The other one, eight, so, you know, they're young men. They're in there early prime stages of physical fitness. So, and they're challenging. They're like, oh, yeah. and then they're calling us, oh, bro, first off, I'm not old. You're a child. Exactly. But they want to challenge us, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just staying on top of it. Like, I'm not, I don't want to be the, the the sloppy dad. It's like, he, he cute and he's skinny, but he kind of fat too. I don't want to be that. Health-wise, I don't want to be in the 50s talking about a stroke and, you know, all of that. Like, I want to be around. I want to look good forever. I want to give my kids something to look at. Like, okay, now nah, he, I'm like, bro, I'm on point. Being on point at 30 is not easy. You got to work for this, you know? And um, I want to be able to keep up with him. Like, you know, I want to be able to go out there and, and shoot around with him and, and, and race him and all of that stuff that we do. You know, that builds that bond of you. I remember me and my dad used to, I, I, yeah. I, I you know, dad don't do shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch. So yeah, that's really where the gym comes from. But, but in all honesty, it's a vanity. I just want to look my best because I feel like when you look your best, all your other goals normally take time. Working out, you'll see that result 
first. You'll see you toning. You'll see you feel more healthy. That's going to make you want to go out and learn something more. Like, okay, the physical's coming. Let me learn something. Okay, let me get the money right. Like, it's like success breeds success. And I feel like yes. the first thing you can do is make yourself look good. Because you're not just going to be a good-looking, broke fool. You're going to be like, yeah, I, well, some people are. But, you know, for the people that listen to this podcast that want to learn and be enlightened, they trying to look good. They trying to build up. They trying to feel good. They trying to learn. Like, you know, so the first start of that is looking your best. And when you look your best, you know, I feel like everything else kind of falls into place. Yeah, I also feel like um, you kind of manifest in your life, you know, what you look like, basically. Um, or and not to put it like that, I feel like once you want to manifest something, you dress and present yourself as you want to, you know, perceive yourself in the world. So, you know, you when you look good, you feel good and you do good. So um, that that's very important, you know, and then you live longer when you're you're healthy and when you're active and working out. Um, I know one of my my faves, the hood healer, she always says movement is medicine. So um, and I, I totally agree. So. Again, kudos to you going to the gym. I've just gotten a gym too. So well, I was about right to now. ask. I was I was about to I was about to say spot check because I am a I am an episode one listener. <laughs> you said October and you had a day too, little Miss Mama. Yeah. Are you consistent with your your diet? Cause you were doing a keto or something like that, right? No, I'm doing meal prepping. Okay, the meal are you still meal yeah. prepping? Yes. I've been going to see Ryan B, are you are you signed up to your gym? Because I thought to hit you. I right? did. I, I did. Yeah. I've been going every day, um, Monday right. through Friday, besides the weekend. Oh, I'm in here. Okay, okay. So, you know I was checking on you. I, look, you know I was checking on you. I want to bring up the gym. Speaking of it, um, so yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so what healthy meals are your faves? Me? Yes. I would not call myself a healthy eater but i will say is i'm aware like i'm not really eating pork heavy like that but i'm not going like if you got some good ribs i'm not going to turn them down but i'm not going to go buy pork i try to keep it baked chickens but i'll fry something every now and then um i try to keep it fish that's really my diet and in, 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 in just how i am as a human i like brown rice i like vegetables i love vegetables and i really just only like fish chicken i prefer to bake it you know, um, and I have a steak every now and then. Okay, so you know, at least you're honest. Um, and and like you said, you're more aware of you know what you're putting into your body, what you're consuming, and I feel like that's always uh, good as well. I know, um, my reverend was speaking about just being aware of what you're eating. Um, you know, just speaking love and, and life over, you know, what you're eating as well. And if you aren't, you know, kind of keeping it as healthy or as strict, like you said, you you indulge in pork and stuff every now and again and um, the fried foods and stuff. So as long as you're, you know, kind of uh, being intentional with what you're cooking, you know, yeah. hey, you know, we, we got to do we got to <laughs> yeah and, and for me it's just laying off the salt like just not because i'm a salt guy so it's like just trying to be mindful and the biggest thing and that just goes back to the previous question was um just making sure i intake a lot of water and i just continue to exercise like and then when i eat i just make sure that i'm not indulging or over you know feasting or whatever so but i do like 
this whole journey, this health journey, and people need to know, it ain't gonna never be perfect. You ain't gonna never be doing everything perfect. So it's like, all right, I eat decent, I work out, but I gotta lay off the salt. So if you're doing everything right, then shout out to you, you need to get on Instagram. But for us regular people, there's gonna be some butts in there. And my butt is salt, and my butt is, I might like a little fry, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot of butts, yeah. but I feel like the exercising, uh, counters it and as you go in time you'll just start you know I don't want a doctor to have to tell me all right you got to stop now or else you know I don't want to hear that but um I feel like that's what it's about it's about progression not perfection like we'll never be perfect progression, not perfection. I like how you said that yeah it's about being aware and just kind of making better decisions as you go along progression not perfection I'm stealing that Word. <laughs> I'm staring that. That's about to be all right. And so next we're gonna step into love. Cause you have you ever been in love? Yeah, I'm in love now. <laughs> and what is being in love like? Being in love comes in phases. So you got early love, teenage love. My 18-year-old love his girlfriend. He wanna smell her, he wanna see her, he wanna he wanna touch her, he wanna fall asleep listening to her snore. You know, right. you got that love. Mm -hmm. And then you got that early love where it's like, I love you, but I don't really know how to love you. I just know I want to love you. And that's how I was in my first marriage. Like, I want to love you, but I really don't know how to love. And then when you read, and, and I feel like it keeps going. I got more love learning to 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 go. But I feel like the love that I'm in now is, um, I, what, what I like to say is, okay, so imagine if you could, make yourself into the opposite sex, right? And follow me. So you make yourself into a man. I make myself into a woman, right? How would I treat that me? I wouldn't want that me to be hurt. I wouldn't want that me to go hungry. I wouldn't want that me to be cold. I wouldn't want that me. Like if I'm responsible of that version of me, I'm gonna do everything to that me that I would want to be done to myself. So I feel like, this level of love that I'm feeling now is more the responsibility factor. Like I'm responsible for how you feel, for how you're perceived, uh, for how I'm perceived about you. you. Like it's just more of a responsibility and less of a, oh, it's just so perfect. And nah, it's like, you know what? I don't like that, but we got to find a way through it because I love you, you know? And if you think about real love, is usually like you love your kids, even though you want to choke their ass. Like, boy, hey. I want to kill you. <laughs> but I feel like it's like, even like with the parents, my mother sometimes, man, she just mother too. And it's like, bro, but I love you. And I know it comes from love. So love for me at this stage in my life kind of turns into, I understand everything I'm doing is for you. And it, it, more respect comes into it and the 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 mindset of okay i'm not gonna quit and there's times where you want to quit you want to stop and you're like yo is this really it um and that can get deep and we can get into that later or whatever but um for me right now it's just the responsibility of i do thick and thin i do i have chosen to love versus oh i'm in love and i can't help what i'm doing no i'm choosing to love and I'm choosing to fight because like a family member, boy, I want to, boy, I want to choke you. But the love makes me say, all right, let's work it out. Okay. So it's the responsibility factor for me. And that's what love feels like today. Same. Same. And it is because 
um, on the love episode and when we uh, define love, me and Mariah, like I was like, I, I feel like love is responsibility. And even yeah. um, what Mariah was saying about like, you know, love is never going to bed mad. Um, because even when you are mad, you have that responsibility to, like you said, still be respectful, still show up and still stand mm-hmm. Uh, care for that person and still try to guide that person I I disagree with you but you know what I'm saying I want to work this out and come to terms and compromise so it's a lot of work it's it's, mm-hmm. it's not always glamorous it's not always love is work yeah, yeah. it's a job <laughs> love, love is legit work it's it work it's a lot of work um and and even the I don't, I don't know if it's like an African proverb um when you like a flower, you pick it, pluck it, and throw it away. But when you love a flower, you plant it, nourish it, give it water. That's that's work. You want it to sustain. You want it to work. grow. You want it to build. So yeah. it definitely um, takes what two seconds to to kill and and a lot. A lot <sighs> so that's very true. That's I very totally true. Agree. I totally agree, and I feel like it's. It's special, you know, when you have somebody that you want to work through things with, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this is my person, you know, I'm willing to go to hell and back for you. And not to say that you, you want to go to hell and back far as you know, it's just, it has to be all wrong. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, you, you guys have disagreements because that's life. That's, that's relationships. You have disagreements and you guys are willing to work through it. Um, and that's that's special. Um, do you feel that a man has to love a woman more for it to work in a relationship? For the relationship to work, does the man have to love the woman more? Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't really think it. it, it no, no. I don't think there's a more love or less love um, because that can go either way. You know, I, a, a guy could be overbearing with love and go, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you, doing? you know, that could turn negative. And initially that could turn a woman off. Cause it's like, all right, he too, like women do need a challenge. So it's like, he making the love too easy. And sometimes a woman love you too much. Like, so I, I think both parties just need to be equally dedicated to the work of it. Like whoever love, whoever more, um, because you might love him more this month. And, he might love you more next month. And you know what I'm saying? So that whole who loves more, I don't think it should be a scale of who's loving who more. I think it should just be, I love you and this enough to work. Um, like the, the reciprocity. Regardless if I'm more uh, infatuated with you or, you know, because I don't even understand how someone could like, I love you more than you love me or you love me more than, that's more like a like, a like thing. Like, I like, everything about you a lot more than you might like me. Um, but I've done things to make you love me. And now, you know, or you might love differently. And that might be interpreted as more like my baby is one. If she falls, I'm gonna be like, get your ass up. That's my love. Mommy might be like, oh, baby, she don't love her more. She just love her different. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I don't think there should be a scale of who loves who more. I think it should just be Whoever's love at, is at whatever level, at whatever time, we still got to both be dedicated to the work. 
Yeah, but and, and I like how you put that because everybody's love language is different. So, right. um, you know, and I feel like it's very important. And I think I mentioned that in a previous episode just to really um, be able to love them in their love language, not yours. So, you know, you may love the, you know, affirmations and things like that. And that's important for your spouse to do. But she may love the acts of service. So, you know what I'm saying? And so that's the work that you need to put in. And I feel like it's important because that's how you're showing that person that you love them. Because you can you can say you love somebody all day long, but if you're not loving them in the way that they want to be loved, then to them, you're not loving them. Right. Right. Exactly. Love them. And that's a difference. Exactly. 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 Love languages are so important, bro. Like, they're so important. And you have to be able to recognize communication is the big you have to be able to talk and say, hey, this is what I need. And I feel like that is hard for men and women alike, because the biggest issue I have a lot of homegirls, you know, we talk about stuff. I have a lot of homegirls and it's like the biggest issue that they have is the guy. He's not really emotionally articulate, so he can't say, you know, yo, this is how I feel. Like, I'm a talker, so I'm going to be like, yo. Uh, 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 uh. some women it's hard for them to articulate uh emotional feelings or whatever and it's even more hard for them because of the narcissism that comes with some women um i want you to know how i feel without me telling you and it's like that's not fair like we you know that's high school love like he loves me he knows me he pays attention to me yeah but just tell me tell me i need this let me tell you, I need that. Like, why I put these tests out for each other? If we if we in this for the long haul, it's going to be so many tests that come. We don't have to provide pop quizzes. Why are we mm -hmm. giving each other pop quizzes? Ooh, I want you to, I, what's my favorite dinner? And if you don't know, I'm mad. What's my favorite color? And if you, man, I was watching Nipsey, R.I.P., Nipsey and Lauren. She was like, what's my favorite something? And he was like, uh, I don't know. That ain't like a conversation we ever had. Like, what's your fate? Like, tell me now. Like, we never stopped learning each other. So how do you manage tough conversations, being able to communicate, you know, things that it's kind of like hard to just kind of come out and say? Um, For me, it's uh knowing your partner and being able to read your partner. And that's kind of where that comes in. Like, I know. All right, she ain't going to hear me right now. Or I know I'm going to come into brash right now. Or I know, you know, so sometimes I might call a sis and vent it. It's like, if you come too hard, I don't even hear what you're saying. I just feel attacked. And now I'm immediately on defense. So I got to digress you, open you up, and now I can get the best dialect out of you to where you're receptive to what I'm saying. So for me, it's just putting it out there. We're just waiting for the right time. And then coming at it gently like hey look i'm gonna be firm in what i'm saying because i got a strong woman you know what i'm saying a lot of you know our sisters we y'all strong and i say we because we come from y'all so i speak about women i say we a lot but we we strong in that aspect so it's like what you what i didn't do what and sometimes it's offensive to hear that you ain't doing something right and you don't want to see that mirror but i just wait for the right opening and then i'm firm and direct and my biggest problem is i could talk so I'll ramble. So I got to make sure I get to my point short and sweet. That way it doesn't sound like a beaten horse. And now it's like, all right, I don't even hear it. <laughs> now so. she's like, all right, you're doing too much. Like, you didn't. Okay, get started. Like, nigga, I was listening, but goddamn, nigga, like, 
What the fuck, nigga? This ain't no Martin Luther King and just speech. <laughs> this nigga then turned it to Barack Obama, nigga, give me okay. a whole speech about the goddamn mayonnaise. My bad. <laughs> I don't put mayonnaise on your goddamn hot dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just about finding an opening and knowing your person and just being uh, aware enough to say, hey, and those are the times where you do got to pay attention to me. Like, all right, I know. I could just talk to her about anything. Or I know she's a little bit more fragile. I got to, you know what I'm saying, ease it on. Or I know I just got to wait on this and maybe sit on it for a little while and get it out. But just knowing your partner and just finding the right time to uh, to, to put it in there. And I feel like uh, that, and then just pride yourself on that. Like, I'm, I'm that guy that's going to say what I feel is difficult because I feel like those are the moments that make you a better human. Like, how you face adversity. Yes. You know? I love that. Gotta, gotta stand and face it okay always always um so let's go ahead and get into the love for your children um so what's your favorite part about fatherhood man um, <laughs> just just the, the the admiration of it the uh the responsibility of it um the, the bond of it, like the, 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 the chain breaking of it, you know, like I look at fatherhood, like I did not have a dad. So what would I have wanted? Mm -hmm. Mixed with what do little me need? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I feel like sometimes my son is my little brother. Um, just being able to have someone who think about this you could be a piece of shit your mother the, the mother could hate you like some of us you know we hate our baby dad it's like oh this nigga but the kid don't see that so for somebody to see you in such a light that at some point you and it may not be when the mom is like you supposed to be da -da -da -da. it might kick in five years later like i want to be better i want him to see not dang dad why because especially when they get older and they start seeing the world and seeing you as a human it's like come on bro like my son he'd be like dad you still smoking like i gotta quit smoking for my little man like you know so i mean <laughs> I, I just love um being able to just have another version of me i love kids i love to see them grow and i love to be responsible for what they intake and what they project out into the world so when people look at my son and say oh man he is man you he you're doing a good job with him that mean more to me than any amount of money that's in my bank account. It makes me feel like I have to project this image of Sean Cartier because I got a slew of Wallaces coming under me. And I want them to, I want Eric to be like, nah, grandpa was lit. Grandpa <laughs> taught me this. We, we live how we live because he changed like that narrative. The same is. way I give that praise to my mother. So it just makes me more responsible, more respectful, more everything. I'm glad and I love to see it and hear it, you know, breaking those generational curses um, and leading by example, because like you said, it's, it's very important for them to see that positive role model. And if, if and like you said, you didn't have your father. And so it was very important for you to be something that you've never had. Right. Um, and, and I think it's very important for these young boys, especially in this generation, it's very vital for them to have a positive male role model. If they're not able to get it from home, where can you get it from? You know what I'm saying? Get it from school, get it from your coaches, get it from somewhere. But it's very important 
um, just with the the generations and the world that we're living in now, um, and and for the women, you know what I'm saying, to to have that male figure to not have those daddy issues and things like that and it's easier said than done you know we still have a lot of work to do within our communities and stuff like that so um definitely big ups to you breaking those generational curses and being there for yours um and you know just in doing what you need right all right um so stepping into spirituality of which we kind of already touched on this a little bit um, but what what exactly do you practice in terms of religion, spirituality, or? Well, I grew up in, in Christianity. My mother went to a, a Baptist Pentecostal church, so I grew up in that church to put your hands up and tap your neighbor and tell them you love them and look your neighbor in the left and look your neighbor in the right. And I got to dance, 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 dance all night. You know, I, I grew up in that. And um, I will say that it... uh. For me, what it did was give me that um, security. I, I've been all over the world and a lot of those times I've been alone. And when we feel alone, we are not alone. Um, I thank her because I said, you know, aside her discipline, she instilled God in me to where when I got old enough, I picked it up and that seed blossomed. Sometimes you plant the seed. Like my son, I make sure they pray and know God, but everything I get and give, I, God, 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 God. So when they get older, you know, they can have something because the world is meant to steal, kill, and destroy. The world is the devil. People are gonna hurt you. People, it's gonna be times where your money won't do nothing for you. Your looks, and, and that's something I preach to my son a lot. Like, we're blessed to be good looking men. That's gonna get and my mother always preached this. Your looks will get you to the door. Your mind and your heart will carry you through. And you have to trust in God. There's gonna be times where you wanna just hurt somebody but i tell them proverbs 19 11 a person wisdom yields patience it is to one's glory to overlook an offense so that person irked my nerves but that's the devil testing me because god about to bless me you know i heard you guys say last podcast you were saying um y'all y'all was talking about like just feeling stressed and feeling like uh especially you when you said you took that leap of faith and quitting the job and stuff and, and it's like man is this really what i want to do and the other young lady was talking about not wanting to uh, work for the white man and and just wanting to uh, just branch out and just having the faith that it would work. And I was thinking to myself, you know, that I tell my mother this, you know, what God does for us is he'll pull you back as far as you possibly can go. Think about a slingshot. If you pull a slingshot a little bit, it ain't going to go far. You got to pull it to the point of almost breaking where it's like, God, what is going on? I don't know, but I trust that your will is better than my way have your way. And when he releases you, you soar. So religion um, plays that part in my life. It's my security blanket. It's me to be able to be in Afghanistan and a bomb's going off and I'm smoking a black like ain't nothing happening because I know God is with me. So you better come stand next to me because ain't nothing going to happen to Sean Cartier. Okay. Until God says he's ready for it. So um, so this last part of the show is the deeper talk segment. Um, so we do have six categories for you to choose from. They are okay. exposed, beliefs, life lessons, courage, and self-awareness. Okay. Which one you feeling? Let's do self-awareness. I feel like we could open up some stuff with self-awareness. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I found a good one. Okay. What, you <laughs> what part of yourself are you holding back currently? 
my creativity. Mm. My creativity. That's why I applaud what you women have done. Um, everybody who knows me, be like, bro, you need a podcast. <laughs> I am, I have, and I can say this in all transparency. I have had so many talents via, you know, everybody say they can rap, but I was actually really good just because I was already performing arts. I, like, I felt like if I gave it a shot, like, really try, um, I could be somebody in that field. Um, acting, I feel like the creativity just pours out sometimes. Like, I'll, I'll watch a movie and be like, I'll look over at her and I'll do the whole scene over and switch characters. Like, nigga, you like fucking Eddie Murphy. Like, nigga, you can, like, you, do, you know, it's like, you ever know that person who's like, bro, you always, yeah. I read this thing. It said, we, we give up a million dollar talent for an hourly wage. And it will take so much more for me to do what Riot B did, what you did, to say, you know what, I got a good job. I make a great living, all that. But you know what, fuck that, because I want to be free and I want to do things how I want to do them. And I admire that courage. And that's why, you know, I talked to her. And when she asked about I was like, yeah, for sure. Just to start getting a ball rolling of just, hey, you have so much more to offer than supervising this little wit like you have so much more you've you've got the most money that you're gonna ever get from a job i've passed lawyers doctors you've made you you did that if you want more it's gonna have to come from your entrepreneurial spirit and it is in you but you're too afraid to let go of the security and do it so i feel like i'm holding back great music great content great everything because my fear of what if it don't work or what if they don't like me or what and it's like guess what a bunch of people don't like you right now playing it safe. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so I feel like I'm holding yeah. back due to fear. And that's honest. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I, I feel like um, definitely uh, with what you said is it, it does take a leap of faith, a leap of courage, but um, you know, you're, you're saying that all the people that won't like you, but you'll have all these people that will like you, you know what I'm saying? And then you build your tribe off of who, who does, you know, mess with you in your authenticity, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you'll attract the people that you need in your circle just by being yourself. You won't have to show right. up as anybody else. So, and that's, right. that's the blessing, you know, in it, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's, that's where the love and, and, you know, just the honesty and the realness comes in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Poco, like, what you say? Um, for me, I feel like I'm currently holding back with my singing. Um, and especially like with doing the podcast, just trying to juggle everything and, letting it get in the way of what I, I know I really want to do, but still just kind of not knowing like where to start or um, I guess how to stay consistent. Just start. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got then, jump in. Then it's like, for me, it's the, when I start, it's like, you feel like you're not doing enough. Like, so then you just feel discouraged. Um, That's true. I, yeah, I would say that. But starting is doing enough, right? Like, that's the hard, like the gym, the eating clean, all that. The hardest part is starting. Once you start, you're like, it ain't even that hard. And look, I could tell, I could, I know what to say, but doing it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Doing it. It's like, bro, you, I could tell somebody, I can motivate the hell out of somebody and be like, I ain't about to start no podcast. Like, my neighbor called me every day. Yo, he got a million recordings of me just talking. 
And he's like, bro, he putting it on his Instagram. He's like, bro, you need to. And it's like, just start. So by you starting, it's doing enough. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, I would say for me, um, I would say my poetry. I feel like um that is something that I like to do when um I guess it's kind of like a journal for me. Um and I do like to share my stuff a little bit. Um, but I I know that a lot of people are like, you know, when I do share some of it they're like oh you know like I know this would help somebody else and you should go out and but um I think some of it is just kind of safety for me you know what I'm saying like it's it's private but I I would like to get out and share more um right now I feel like I haven't wrote in a long time just because I've had writer's block and I just I feel like I'm just looking for some inspiration (laughs) you know like I don't I don't have that right now to just get in and right um but i would say that okay y'all this brings us to the end of our episode thanks for tuning in to unfiltered sisters i'm your host raya b and i'm popa lene be sure to like subscribe and follow us on all available platforms and we will see you guys next thursday